Five minutes it is now after 8 p.m. We now shine a spotlight on the world of technology. And uh, you would have heard the uh, President Sir Ramaphosa earlier on, uh, I guess, I think it's yesterday at the University of Johannesburg, saying, hey, figure out the fourth industrial revolution and it's going to displace many jobs and uh, certainly cold comfort for many of those who find themselves outside of the labor market here in South Africa. But um, nonetheless, uh, we move swiftly along and uh, we try and engage and grapple with this fourth industrial revolution so that it doesn't become this buzzword, you know, uh, where, where you're unable to even answer what is it about this particular uh, uh, place we are at now and some of the exponential changes that are happening in technology that are so disruptive, that are fundamentally different, I guess, to the previous revolutions. And I think all of us as a society are going to have to be able to answer those things uh, before some of the economic and social costs face us. Because then, you know, when you're in the throes of the crisis, uh, best not waste a crisis, as uh, many people or scholars of political science often say. And uh, I've got a guest today. I'm certainly going to be able to unpack some of these issues for us and try and make sense of them. He's the founder and group CEO at Africa Wide Group of Companies and a highly regarded entrepreneur and a trusted advisor. And uh, he's the founder of a company which works alongside uh, or in many sectors, uh, be it management consulting, uh, through to consulting in the BPO sector, technology, engineering, property. And of course, also now making forays into the world of fintech. And we'll talk briefly about what he does. But uh, uh, allow me at this point to uh, welcome uh, Raymond. And uh, Raymond, please come closer to the mic, my brother. Welcome. And uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Metro FM Talk. Well, thank you, baby B. And uh, yeah. Yeah, Raymond, we'll get to uh, some of the work that you do uh, on a day-to-day. And uh, I mean, uh, I'm certainly very interested in the world of technology and, of course, how that can be applied in multiple spaces, be it in the world of business, in the public sector, um, and even to respond to some of the social challenges that we have uh, in in our society. But it's interesting, just before uh, we started the conversation off air, you were saying technology is probably one of the things that have the greatest potential to be an equalizer between the global north Uh, which is often seen as the developed part of the world, and uh, some of us uh, here in the global south, uh, which is seen as the least developed parts of the world, and uh, I guess the uh, developing nations. Yes. look, That's definitely something um, I believe very strongly about. Because if you think about it, um, if you look at the gap uh, between nations and the time that it takes to get to a particular point, it's a long period of Mm. investment and learning and getting there. We, as you call it in the South, as you put it, uh, are seen to be behind. But with technology, almost overnight, we can be on par Mm. in terms of certain aspects. In fact, one could almost argue that uh, the fact that we are not uh, where they are gives us an advantage. Mm. Because when we then aspire to embrace certain technologies, we inevitably end up getting maybe the, the latest mm. and the best. Yeah. So the fact that we didn't have to go through some of those uh, uh, cycles is actually, is actually a benefit mm. to us. It's, it's yeah. always interesting for me when I, when I look at the Safaricom example. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Safaricom is the company that introduced Mpesa. Yes. It's a mobile sort of payment system which predates even things like e-wallet here in yes. South Africa and all manner of other things. But one of the things that have been really interesting about technologies that have come from the continent of Africa is that they've been able to respond to our challenges. Exactly. If you take a, a you know, a eco, eco cash for eco instance, cash in Zimbabwe, yeah. uh, responding to the challenge that many Zimbabweans live outside of Zimbabwe and uh, you need to send remittances to and from. And similarly, you know, the, the fact that many were unbanked in Kenya created a captive exactly. market for, for, for Mpesa. It's actually, it's, actually, it's actually quite weird. I'll give, you, I'll, I'll give you a story. You know, if you go to the developed country, let's say if you go to the US, for example, they still use checks, right? Mm. And uh, <laughs> the prevalence of, um, of, uh, of e-money is not even 
uh, the same the same kind of penetration as we've got here. Mm. So the necessity, if you compare, let's say, with Zimbabwe, where they've got issues around currency, etc., he's actually seen them being very embracive of 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 of, of electronic uh, transfers mm. and, and, and money, which is which is technology. So they probably will end up cashless quicker than some of the nations out and, of necessity. And yet, that's the aspiration, right? Mm. So this is this this for me is, is is an amazing opportunity for the continent to get to that next level. Mm. Mm. And and you know. W- w- and that's just one space, right? The financial mm. inclusion, yeah. fintech space. Fintech space. We, but we, but we, if we think about so many other social applications, I mean, we've heard of people sort of delivering medication with drones. We've heard uh, of all manner of things. And, uh, you know, seldom do we see, I guess, some of those things uh, finding application at scale mm. to, uh, one, use the leapfrogging to deal with some of the challenges that we have at a scale necessary, I guess, to deal with uh, some of the disease burden. That so, for example, if you, take, if you take necessity as a driver mm. of, uh, 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 of, of, of the rollout of some of these technologies, the fact that the Congo is so dense and so underdeveloped in terms of a road network and uh, infrastructure, mm. right, means that if the technology develops to a point where uh, it's sustainable and reliable, they'll probably have a drone-delivered network quicker than the so-called developed countries, mm. again mm. because of necessity. And again, they don't even have to maybe harm or do irreparable damage to their, to their environment because wow. transportation yeah, can yeah. be technology. So if we're going to be flying around in air taxis and we're going to be delivering goods with, with drones, why should we be clearing forests to build roads? Okay. I guess it's a, you know, a contest here between two kinds of uh, industrial revolutions, if I can put it like that, and some of the things attached with attached to that, uh, you know, it's like saying, why would you want to now go build a rail line mm-hmm. if indeed you can deliver it in that kind of way or even a road? I'm in conversation with Raymond Dechimba. He's the founder and group CEO at Africa Wide Group of Companies. We're going to take a brief break now, and I'd love to hear from you uh, some of your perspectives, of course, on some of these exponential changes. We've discussed the positive parts, but I think on the other side of this, I want to discuss uh, with the Raymond some of the issues around the digital divide and, of course, the potential that remains for satellite on our continent uh, when we look, I guess, at uh, how low fiber penetration is in many of our townships and our rural areas. I'd love to hear from you. Let's take this brief break. And on the other side, we take a look at your tweets and some of those calls, and I continue my chat with Raymond. 14 minutes it is now after 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk with me, Ayamong Atawe, and uh, we're talking about technology on this uh, Wednesday, and uh, I'm joined in studio by Raymond Chimba. He's the founder and the CEO at uh, Africa-wide group of companies. They work in the world of uh, technology and how that intersects uh, with finance and fintech, property engineering, technology, uh, uh, business process outsourcing, and the world of management consulting. And uh, before we went to the break, uh, Ray, we were talking, I guess, about some of the exponential shifts that we've seen on the continent and sometimes uh, the areas or arenas where Africa is leading the charge. And uh, we spoke about remittances, mobile money, fintech uh, and the like. Uh, And one of the things, you know, I often battle with here uh, in South Africa, we had a conversation a few weeks ago here where one of the telcos here in South Africa was making a really big deal in the media space Mm -hmm. that uh, they were the first ones to deploy fiber in Soweto. And I'm sitting here and I'm saying it's 2019. Yes. You are deploying fiber in 2019 in Soweto. That's so backward. I mean, so so we struggle. Um, certain certain sectors of our economy struggle with um, just getting it, and they call it just getting it. The fact that you want to dig up uh, roads to lay fiber to propagate something that can be done wirelessly for me is counterintuitive, and it shouldn't be about that. The way forward for distributing connectivity, for example, is not just merely about laying uh, uh, fiber or pieces of wire. Mm. The 
some of the best uh, companies are, are, have realized that satellite is the way to go. Exactly. Is in you can beam connectivity from from elsewhere. You can have a receiver. It's all around you, and you can achieve amazing speeds. So it's very uh, maybe convenient to have it wired to you. Mm. That's, that's not the future. Yeah, yeah. And and I guess that kind of thinking, that legacy thinking, spans across a lot of spaces. I mean, you were speaking about the world of finance earlier, and many of us still have this traditional bricks and mortar bank. I go in, they sign my checkbook, or I go in there, I f- sort of cash a check, uh, or I stand in a queue and I go and get a statement and I withdraw something. Uh, and yet we have sizable chunks of our population that is yes. still vested in that. And yes. that speaks volumes about, I guess, the digital divide and the material impact of it. Yes, the digital divide is that, um, is, it, is, is it currently defined that those who are on the so-called highway and those who are not, um, pretty much is, is, is what it is. But, 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 but the legacy industries, these uh, 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 industries that are, are caught up in the way it was done in the past. So banking, for example, uh, the classic definition of banking, you think about these institutions that, that have been there for hundreds of years. They've got beautiful buildings. They've got lots of personnel behind counters. It's not about that anymore because people aren't thinking about walls to protect their money when they're thinking about banking. They're thinking more about transacting. They're thinking about conven- conveniences, right? So it opens up the space for other kind of players that are in keeping with what's happening digitally. Mm. So the unbanked will actually be banked because they've got phones, for example, mm. and they can get e-wallets and they can transact among each other quicker than being asked, do you qualify to bank here? Mm. So, again... I mean, I always try and bring it closer to home. Mm. Uh, if I look, for instance, at, at the industry we are in here, broadcasting, be mm. it uh, the visual medium or even this, the theater of the mind, which is the more audio medium, mm. it's being disrupted every single day. And all of that is being facilitated, as you say, by smartphones. Yes. We're seeing more and more local content creators going into the digital space visually or even through podcasting platforms. Mm-hmm. And all of that is often enabled as a new business model by the underlying technology. Yes. But I, I often complain that you know, we're sometimes consumers of the technology and seldom the creators of the intellectual property behind that technology. So, so the beautiful thing about um, uh, what the future holds is that... Um, prices for, 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 for things like hardware or widgets mm. is falling. The technologies for being able to make those things are easily replicable. So we could, for example, be making tablets in South Africa, which is pretty much uh, the basic one requires in mm. terms of phones and tablets to, co- to consume content digitally, mm. right? And then when it comes to content itself, there is no licenses on smart thinking, mm. right? Anybody can think smartly. Anybody can create content. And again, the mechanisms for doing so are now abandoned. Mm. If you look at like music, for example, kids are producing bits in their bedrooms that is of professional quality using mm. phones that have got apps on them. It mm. makes it mm. incredible. Mm. You don't have to have invested in expensive equipment. Mm. If you look at the revolution on YouTube, for example, sure. that's production right there. Mm. That's happening with very little equipment. Okay, let's pause there slightly and uh, take one of our callers here who'd like to weigh in on our conversation. Nontlantla, you are in Soweto, and I hope you're not calling us to complain that, uh, you know, we're taking a dig at uh, uh, your neighborhood receiving fiber. No, it's not even about okay, that. Okay, all right. Good evening to you. Good evening. Um, my question is um, directed to Ray or at Ray. Okay. And my question is, how do we prevent retrenchment Mm. Um, because now we're competing with technology and then um, it's very scary to be competing with um, 
with robots and all the machines they're bringing in. So my question is, how mm-hmm. do we prevent that as business owners? Um, you know, because it's also scary in the country that we live in. We have graduates who have all these um, degrees, but they don't find work. Mm, mm. So, okay. So, um, mm, no, thank, thank you so much for that question. Ray, just briefly, your, your response to uh, Nontanza's question. Look, it's, it's, it's quite sad that uh, the pace at which uh, uh, development happens doesn't always uh, sync up. Mm. But actually what's happening is that um, technology is trying to do the things that are boring and shouldn't be done by people. Mm, repetitive so, tasks. That so that people thing. can do the things that technology couldn't possibly be even begin to try to do. Mm. So that's actually where it's supposed to go. So that people can be free to do their creative stuff. Sure. Creating content, writing uh, amazing uh, uh, things. Which mm, making beautiful art. Yeah, yeah. Mach- machines can't do. So it will come there. It will get there. But the pain we feel right now is that there's that disconnect mm. between the fact that um, uh, one can think computers are going to, to take our jobs. Not really. Uh, but that's what it looks like for mm. the moment. It will come to a point where people wouldn't want to do the things that computers do. Mm. And computers couldn't even begin to do the things that human beings do. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's where we're going to get to. Okay. okay. Let's pause there for a second, Ray. And big thank you to Nontantla for that uh, call. I certainly hope Ray has uh, answered your question. I mean... Uh, the whole point is uh, to move away from these uh, routine, repetitive tasks. And uh, technology must free up time for us to do all of these very high-level, creative and artistic things uh, that as human beings, I guess, uh, all of us are designed to do. Let's take this brief break. On the other side uh, of uh, this break, I continue with uh, Ray Chimba, a founder and CEO at uh, Africa Wide Group of Companies. And we're going to talk briefly about the work of Africa Wide and then uh, thereafter catch up uh, with uh, the uh, co-founder of NMT Capital, a company that has found itself in the middle of that uh, collision course there between uh, uh, Peter Moyo and Trevor Manuel. And the founder, uh, Sangon Salu, was going to join me to talk about uh, quite a few things, that uh, issue and, of course, some of the uh, issues that uh, are finding expression in the world of audits. You don't want to miss that. 24 minutes it is after 8 p.m. I'm in conversation with uh, uh, Raymond Chimba. He's the founder and CEO at uh, the Africa-wide group of companies. And we're talking about uh, technology and, of course, uh, the uh, potential to displace uh, not only some of the jobs but uh, traditional business uh, cases and uh, all of the investment, employment and other things uh, associated uh, with uh, some of these sectors. And uh, as we get to, I guess, the tail end of our conversation, Ray, I think a big part of what Nontanzla was raising speaks to the digital divide. You still have people in this country here yes. uh, who didn't get on the bandwave of even ubiquitous 2G. Yes. Um, you still have people in this country who first come across a computer when they have to come to the city to work or come to study. Yes. Um, and so in a sense, you've got people who are still stuck in the first or even the second industrial revolution. And yet we're talking about fifth generation technology and some of the uh, applications of that, be it self-driving cars, Internet of Things, all manner of sensors. Um, and one gets a sense that if we thought inequality was bad in this industrial revolution, mm-hmm. it's said to be worse in the next one. Look, uh, that's a possibility. But the fact that we can recognize that and we have a focus on leaving no one behind mm. and the levers for equalizing are within our grasp. Look, the enablers for, for, for the digital revolution are reside in things that are attainable and achievable. Mm. Uh, let's talk about uh, phones, for example. That's a powerful computing tool. Sure. Because of the perversity of it, it's everywhere. It means that almost everybody has got 
the one thing that is a qualifier for you to jump onto that onto that wagon, sure, right? Sure. And uh, I was listening to the president uh, when he was talking about uh, getting a tablet into every child's hand. Mm. What that does is that from the onset, you are already a participant in the key lever mm. for the next world mm. we are going to be living in. So and effectively yeah. you've decimated I guess the barriers to entry. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. so so yes one might think that some people are, are would be left behind but I still am hopeful that it's cheaper for example to give someone a 1000 rand tablet than the thousands that are being wasted uh, uh currently through inefficiency uh, in the delivery of textbooks in, in the delivery of textbooks yeah, for example. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so so one only needs to think about it in those terms sure. to say you can get everyone onto this highway if you were smarter and more efficient and actually had the, re- the resolve to do mm. so and i think it will happen yeah i mean some of the work that you guys do at uh, africa wide is is around database administration and uh, you know the implementation of database systems for organizations that have to manage uh, speak about disseminate all manner of uh, information that in large data sets yes and, and one of the you know sad things that one comes across in municipalities for instance mm. is processes that have to be duplicated every year of gathering information about consumers. I mean, one example is the indigent register. All of the people who can't pay for water and electricity, we need a a, a tally of who those people are. And every three years, or in some cases every five years, you go out and you ask people the same questions and say, hey guys, you know, how much are you earning in your household? When you could potentially triangulate different data sources to get to the same outcome and save money. It's not right. In fact, if if we were to link it to the earlier question from Nontlanta, one, one would say, Nontala should not be wanting a job about capturing that data. That's tedial, tedious and yeah, menial, right? Yeah. She should That's be thinking, boring. what is sitting in that data that can improve the lives of people? Mm. For example, spotting the trends to say, all the old people are struggling with this aspect. What should government be developing as an intervention? Mm. That's the smart thinking that we should be doing, not the laborious stuff. Mm. So gathering insights and connecting the dots is the next level of where we should be endeavoring to operate at mm. and let the machines keep Ish. the data. I mean, I, the data. I wish you were speaking to some school teachers as well, man, if there's any teachers that are listening to us here. Those are the skills that are going to ensure that the kids you're sitting or standing in front of every single day are going to be able to uh, get into productive and gainful and meaningful work uh, in the future economy that, of course, we already find ourselves in. Ray, before we let you go, Briefly, Africa-wide, anything you want to share? Some of the things that you guys are working on? I mean, I've heard some really interesting things that you guys are working on, uh, uh, be it from setting up all manner of satellites across the length and breadth of our continent through to, I guess, uh, banking the unbanked. Look, uh, we we, we at Africa-wide, we're trying so hard to to join the dots between uh, what is possible uh, with technology because we think that's the qualifier and uh, the issues that we face in the world that we live in. Mm. And uh, so we carry on trying to to develop solutions that say it can be done better, it can be done smarter and more efficiently mm. and ultimately uh, benefit our people rather than uh, doing it the same way or thinking that it would take 50 years to be on par mm. with country X, whereas you can cut that down to a decade or less just by doing it differently mm. Ray it's been a pleasure man to catch up with you once again and uh, of course wish you all the best with your team there at uh, Africa Wide or certainly watching some of those strides uh, very closely and uh, closer to the time of course when you could share some of the sensitive market information I hope uh, you'll consider this platform as one of the spaces where you want to share that man thank you, thank you, very thank you for awesome that there was a Raymond Chimba he's the founder and the CEO 
at uh, the Africa-wide group of companies, speaking to us about some of the key things, and I guess uh, clarifying uh, that it's not all doom and gloom when it comes to uh, the uh, fourth industrial revolution. And uh, uh, there are some opportunities to continue to equalize uh, our own contribution to the humanity, uh, not only of our continent, but the entire world. And uh, some of that requires us to stop thinking uh, like uh, we're wearing legacy caps and uh, want to build a road when you can, I guess, fly a drone over uh, where you would have built the road. Uh, or even try and put fiber where you could potentially put in a community wo- uh, a network with a satellite. So, yeah, I'm throwing shade at some of the telcos uh, that are celebrating in 2019. I mean, maybe in 2050 we'll be celebrating putting in fiber there in Imagine.